Hey, Faith Babes, it is your host, Daisha Dakara, and I am so ecstatic to officially launch our first episode for God the Promise Keeper. I want to welcome you to my podcast where I will be strengthening hearts through faith, hope, and love. So I want to thank you in advance for joining me on this journey. I'm excited for what God is going to do. I pray that you are blessed by the episodes that are released from whatever God downloads to me. And I pray that you are encouraged. We will be talking about all things faith, all things hope, and all things love. So if you are blessed by this podcast, by listening to it, I ask that you would share it. I ask that you would rate it and feel free to give me some feedback, leave some comments. So our first episode today is called Mary Said. Y'all, as God was downloading this information to me and giving me what he wanted me to say to you guys, like I was extremely blessed. First of all, let me tell y'all, this is like the second time I'm recording this because I was in the process of editing and then I was trying to delete some things from uh, my phone, close out some apps that was open on my phone. And y'all, I accidentally deleted. I accidentally deleted the episode that I recorded first. It's the same thing, but y'all, I was so heartbroken. I was. I was so heartbroken because I wanted to release it on my birthday, which is today, September the 13th. So happy birthday to me. But y'all, I was so heartbroken. Um, But I was proud of myself because I did not, I almost was discouraged, but I did not allow my emotions to um, allow me to deter me or detour me from fulfilling the assignments and from getting this done. So I originally said, okay, I was going to try to re-record it last night and then still try to release it this morning. But I, and yeah, as for those who don't know, I am a single mom. And so I have two beautiful girls. One is 15. She'll be 16 in December. And then I also have an extremely energetic two-year-old. So by the time I got done with my day, because my day starts at 4 a.m. every day. So by the time I got done, um, you know, with my day and by the time we got home, I was just extremely difficult. I mean, extremely uh, tired. So I knew that it was going to be difficult for me to like try to focus and try to, you know, get it recorded the way that I knew God wanted to release it. So I literally just gave myself some grace, gave myself some grace and I went to bed early. I got up early this morning and had my time with Jesus. But Um, Sometimes even when we are, I just hope that that encourages you because sometimes when we uh, are on assignment, um, things will happen, but it's our response that will help help for us to keep going. If we keep a positive response, if we stay, you know, stay calm, if we keep a positive perspective, keep the right perspective, and even think about keep our minds on the things that are above, we would be more prone to stay in the course or stand, um, you know, on on the right path instead of getting discouraged. Because I could have easily allowed that discouragement to basically just prevent me from even just re-recording it and releasing it on today. But I was like, uh-uh, devil, I'm going to still 
record it and I'm going to release it. And I just adjusted my schedule and um, to be able to get it done. So here we are. So I just hope that that encouraged um, somebody that even though it may not have worked or you may not have got it done the first time or the way that you thought that it should be done or the way that you intended for it to be done, do not stop. Don't stop. Keep going. Adjust your schedule, you know, adjust your your uh, your mind, adjust your perspective, take a deep breath and just and just shift and and be and get it done. Don't allow, you know, your frustration to prevent you from getting done or doing what you know God is telling you to do. So, like I said, this episode is called Mary Said, and so it blessed me because if you didn't know, we all know that Mary is the mother of Jesus. We know that she was a virgin. And so her name actually, um, it's like in the Greek form, it actually means the exalted. It means the exalted one. So Mary was chosen because she found favor with the Lord. That's simply why. Because she found favor with the Lord. And I can only imagine like how she how she felt because you have to know that this is something that they have been hearing, that the Messiah is going to be born, uh, born through a virgin, that he was going to, there's a Messiah that was coming and the assignment and the fulfillment and the purpose of the Messiah. So they knew that the Messiah was going to come and it was going to, and that it was going to, that he was going to come through a virgin, but they did not know which woman that God was going to choose. So Mary was chosen because she simply found favor with the Lord. And so her response to this declaration over her life proves that she was unaware of the favor of God that was upon her life. Because when the angel came to her, the angel said that, you know, she was, uh, that God um, saw, was delighted in her and that he found great favor with her. That's what the Bible tells us. And she was literally bewildered. She was bewildered by that statement. She was bewildered. She was troubled, you know, by that statement Be uh, when the angel came to tell her of how God saw her. So that showed, that tells me that she did not see herself the way that God uh, saw her. How many of us do not see ourselves? Or if God, when God comes to reaffirm us or tell us who we are, sometimes we identify with our insecurities. We identify with our low self-esteem more than we identify with the truth of God, with the truth of who God says that we are. Just take a breath. Yeah, we're going to have to breathe a lot through here. We're just going to have to pause and just breathe. Just take a breath. So I challenge you to identify with the truth of God. Identify with the truth and not the false narratives that you have created from your disappointments, from the trauma, from the pain, from the hurts, from the betrayal. That's not, you don't identify with that. You identify with your truth of who God said you are. So that statement uh, proves to me that she didn't see herself as, as God saw her. So it's always, it also says in, that when the angel came to her, once she was thinking of how how she was thinking of herself with um, when the angel came to tell her that she was favored and, and God delighted in her, the Bible says, and this is what blessed me, it says that do not yield to your fear. It said, do not yield to your fear. 
Do not yield to your fear for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a gift. Y'all, that blessed me. That blessed me because even in that moment and one of the great that was where her life was about to be dramatically shifted and she had to accept a great assignment, fear was waiting in the cut to hijack her promise, to hide, to hijack her thoughts. Fear was waiting there. And what does it mean to hijack? It means to unlawfully seize an aircraft, ship, or vehicle in transit and force it to go in a different direction or use it for one's own purpose. It also means to change the topic or focus on something such as like a a conversation. So how many times have God spoken a promise to us and we've allowed fear to hijack it because of our insecurities? or because of the failures, or because of the past trauma that we have experienced in our life. Anytime God, the first thing, so if God is telling you that you're going to be great, or he wants to produce a business out of you, or if you've been barren, or you or you desire to have children, and God has promised you and said that he's going to make, make you will have a miracle baby, but fear is always is going to try to come to hijack it's trying to come to hijack that thought well maybe not because it's taking so long or what the doctor said remember the doctor said that you know your body is not in the right condition for you to be able to conceive that's fear trying to hijack it so how many times have we allowed fear to hijack our mind it will hijack our purpose it will hijack our promise and it will hijack our destiny. Like how many times, like you literally just take a moment to, to think how many times you've allowed fear to hijack something that belonged to you. For instance, like on September the 11th, like we know September 11th just passed. We all know that that day made history. But for instance, those hijackers, they hijacked the planes and they had three assignments to steal, which was to hijack the plane, to kill the people that was inside the planes in the buildings, and to destroy some of the most important buildings in our nation. Those hijackers, they actually made history. They made history by killing thousands and thousands of people. And not only were lives lost, but our country was never the same. It also caused like... um mental and emotional trauma that we that some people are still affected by like literally till this day some people are still affected by the trauma that happened on September the 11th that was over 20 years ago over 20 over 20 years ago so when when fear comes it comes to hijack or when bitterness comes it comes to hijack what is coming to hijack your thoughts what is hijacking your promise what is hijacking your destiny what is hijacking your purpose and when i say hijack it it's putting you on another path when 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 somebody comes to hijack it came to put the it put the plane on another path a path of destruction a path to kill, literally stole their, stole whatever the path that they were currently on to their, to their families or to their, to the, their original design destination. And it put them on another path to kill them. 
not only to kill them, to destroy. It destroyed the buildings. It destroyed the Pentagon. It de- it destroyed the, the people in Flight 93. It destroyed those people. They didn't go down without a fight, though. But it destroyed, it destroyed a lot. Destroyed, destroyed New York. Literally destroyed. So, so even since then, when you think about that, since 9-11, this caused our nation's airport systems and security to be revamped and heightened. So with that, what security measures do you need to put in place to prevent your promises from being hijacked? Can God send the angel or have the Holy Spirit come and tell you that you are about to conceive a promise? Do you have that capacity? Do you have the security measures in place? Do you have on your helmet of salvation, your breastplate of righteousness? Is your loins girded about with the belt of truth? Is your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Do you have up your shield of faith to quench any fiery darts that's thrown at you? And do you have the sword of the spirit to dismantle lies that the enemy would try to come and would try to, to place and penetrate in your heart and in your mind? What security measures, what boundaries, what routines, what consistencies, what disciplines have you put in place to prevent your promise from being hijacked? Will it be hijacked by bitterness? Will it be hijacked by fear? Is it being hijacked by unforgiveness? Is it being hijacked by betrayal? What is your promise being hijacked by? Is it being hijacked by doubt? or by unbelief? Is it being hijacked by comparison? What is your promise or your destiny being being hijacked by? Mary was chosen simply because she found favor with God. She was chosen because she found favor with God. Her humble and her godly life pleased God to, to such an extent that it opened the door, it, it allowed for her to be responsible for this important tax of birthing and raising the Messiah. So I said all that to say, stop trying to figure out why you were chosen. You were chosen because you found favor with God, because God said so. That's why. It doesn't have to be a reason. Stop trying to figure out why me, why me, why me? Why, 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 why? God, why you chose me? Why I got to be the one? Because God said so. That's why. Put your big girl panties on. Put your, put your big boy drawers on. And partner with God. Because I'm here to tell you that you have found favor with God. And you've been chosen. You've been chosen. So I've got to also give you the flip, the flip side and give you truth as well, because this blessing of the Messiah, it did not only bring great joy, but it also brought great and much suffering and pain. Like, can you imagine having to see your son, see your seed for those of us that are that are parents? Can you imagine having to see your child being beat, being ridiculed? being spit upon, you know, having to, having nails literally being penetrated in his hands, nails being penetrated in his feet, you know, uh, nails being penetrated in his behind for him to be able to stay up on the cross, 
thorns being put in his head, like the agony, the agony of that process, the agony, the agony and what you, what she had to endure to get past, to get to the, and he rose again on the third day, he rose again. Because sometimes in the process of us getting to our promise and the process, like there's a process that comes with that. And a lot of the times that when, see, even when the angel came to her, it began to say what the Messiah was, like he was going to be the Messiah. The great and mighty things that that he was going um, to do, that he had been, um, that he had been, cho- that he had been chosen. And, and so he, the, the angel came and gave the end. It said that it would be suffering, but it didn't go into details as to what that suffering would entail. And a lot of the times when God gives us a promise, when he shows us a vision of our purpose or of of our destiny, he shows us the ending result. And the reason he shows us the ending result is so that we keep the end in mind and do not get discouraged by the process. That we don't allow the middle of what takes place, you know, the detours that we will have to take in order to get to the end. This is why the Bible also tells us to think on the things that are above, to keep our mind on Christ, to continue to look to the hills from where your help comes from. This is why God gives you the end. This is why he gives you the the big picture, the good, because he knows that it is going to come with the process. You cannot get promised without a process. And there's always going to be a contradiction that's going to precede the process. I mean, the promise first. So if you are currently, if it's currently not looking like it's going to be fulfilled, you're on the right path. If you're currently going through a difficult season and you're not seeing the manifestation of your promise, if everything is going the opposite, is is going the total opposite of what God has declared over your life, of what God has declared that you would do or what you would become, you're on the right path, darling. You are on the right path. I can almost guarantee that if that angel would have told Mary the details of the process, Mary would have been like, hell no. No, no, no. Get somebody else to do it. If Jesus was to give you all of the details of what you would have to endure, you would have been like, no. Because I can tell you, if Jesus would have told me everything up front of what I would have to endure to get to this very moment, to get to 34, I can't guarantee that I would have said yes. I can't guarantee, I cannot, I'm not even much going to sit up here and lie and say that I would have gladly said yes. I can't say that. But what Mary did though, she established a covenant with God and she said, be it unto me according to thy word. Other translations says that I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. The TPT version said, yes, I will be the mother of the Lord as his servant. I accept whatever he has for me. May everything you have told me 
come to pass. When Mary came into agreement and came into covenant with God by way of her words, now God had legal access for the fulfillment of her promises to take to take place and be fulfilled in the earth. God needs a partner. He cannot do anything in the earth without us, without a body. Need a partnership and it needs legal access. She had to verbally come into agreement with what God said. Be it unto me according to your word. So when God begins to show you vision, when God begins to to implant promises in your heart, in your, in your heart, when God be, begin to to uh, speak to your spirit about your destiny, about your promises, out your your response should be: Be it unto me according to your word. 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 And not yielding to your fears, not yielding to the how this is going to happen, not yielding and leaning into your own understanding. But your response should be, be it unto me according to your word, be it unto me according to your word, be it unto me according to your word. Because God responds to the language of heaven. He responds to that. And that's making a covenant with him. And so that it's, it's solid. It becomes solid in the earth. It, become, it becomes solid. It becomes solid. It becomes something that God makes covenant with. And that he's going to do everything to make sure that what he said, what he has declared over you comes to pass. Because it's, his, it's, it's originally his agenda, his heart of what he wants to be established in the earth. So he puts it in your heart. So when it says he gives us the desires of our heart, it's because it's his desire. It's his, it's his desire. So he places his desires in our heart, which becomes our desires, which in then allows us to confess it, to give it legal access to be able to operate in the earth. He's not going to change God. It said in the beginning, God said, let there be light. And there was. That's the law that he, that has been established that's not going to change. Anything that's in the realm of the spirit, it has to be spoken into existence. Your purpose, your promise, what God has declared over you has to be spoken into existence. And how do you speak that into existence? By coming into agreement when God revealed it to you. When he places it on the inside of your heart, your response of how you partner with God to be a conduit for him to, for, for his, his purposes and his plans to be fulfilled in the earth is be it unto me according to your word. God, I believe you and it shall come to pass. May everything that you have told me come to pass. May everything that you have told me come to pass. So there has to be an agreement with God. You have to agree with God and agree with him daily. When you want, when you fear, when you see or sense fear trying to hijack your, your thoughts, trying to hijack your promise, be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. May everything you have told me come to pass. May everything you have told me come to pass because God honors his word above his name. He honored his word above his name. So it's sure, it's solid. Like, it's a done deal. It is a done deal. God, one thing about God, he's not going to operate illegally. He's not going to operate. He's not, God is a God of order. He's not a God of confusion. God is a God of order. So do not yield to your fear. 
for the Lord has found delight in you. Mary said, bid unto me according to your word. She didn't think the thought. She didn't. She thought it, but she didn't yield. Oh, Krambada. She did not yield to her fear by coming into agreement with it, by confessing it. So when you speak the language of heaven, be it unto me according to your word, heaven responds, God responds. But on the flip side, when you speak and when you speak the uh, the language of the devil, he responds. So if she would have, if, if her response was, I'm not worthy of this, how, you know, she was, she did ask question, how you were, how was God going to do that? And the angel told her that the whole, you, you're going to conceive by way of the Holy Spirit. But if her response would have been, uh-uh, get somebody else to do it, or I'm not worthy, you know, I got all of the, you know, these flaws, I can't speak well, you came into agreement with the devil. You speak in that, you speak in that language. Now you, now it's being hijacked. And one thing about God, God don't break his promises. He don't break covenant. He keeps his promise. When God tells you something, when God says that he's going to do something in your life, when God says he's going to do something through you, you can bank on that, baby. You can bank on that. Promises are unfulfilled when we break covenant with God. We break covenant with him by way of our own words, our decisions, our actions, our behaviors, our frustrations, our rebellion. We break covenant with God. God doesn't break his covenant. He doesn't. He's not, he does, he's not a covenant breaking God. We break covenant with God. So I challenge you to challenge your hurt, challenge your disappointment, challenge your doubt, challenge your fear. Because you have to be the conduit in this earth. He needs you just as much. We need God, but God needs us as well. If Mary promised had to go through a painful process, what makes us think? we won't have challenges and oppositions before the fulfillment of our promises. You're going to go, you are going to have to go through a process. There's going to be a process that precedes fulfillment. So it's no way, it's no way around that. No way. It's no way. No way. No, 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 no way. It's no way around it, y'all. No way, no way around it. But one thing that I can tell you is that God gives you a grace. And he gives you an anointing to go through the process that he's calling you to go through. And your process may not look like everybody else's process. It's not. Your process is not going to look like everybody else's process. Your process have been tailor-made for you. Tailor-made for you. And God has given you a special grace to go through that. So I'm just here to encourage your hearts to let you know that God keeps his promises. Your response is, needs to be, be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. I have to remind mind that and I've been speaking that over myself for 
almost every day. I said, be it unto me according to your word. Just random times throughout the day. Be it unto me according to your word. God, I believe you. God, I trust you. Be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Giving it legal access. Giving it legal access to operate and function and to come into this earthly realm. A close, like what they say, a closed mouth don't get fed. <laughs> if you got a closed mouth, ain't nothing, ain't nothing gonna be fulfilled. If you if you have a lot of unfulfilled promises, you may need to go back to see where you broke covenant or see where you what your words looking like. Have you come into agreement with God? Are you speaking the language of heaven or are you speaking the language of the enemy? Because your fruit is going to determine that. And that's a hard reality that I had to come that I had to realize too. Asking God where my fruit was at, where my fruit, what my fruit, I want to see my fruit. And God had to remind me what, what my words been like. Even in my moments of frustration, control your mouth. In your moments of frustration, control your mouth. Watch your mouth. He had to shut, he had to shut Zacharias up. You better shut up. You better put the shut to the up and get a shut up anointing. And shut up. If you're not agreeing with God, listen, you will cause the delay. It's not that your promises um, are delayed. It's, it's just that your tongue and your confessions cause delay. That is good to me. Okay. Hmm. And then we want to blame God for what's not, what haven't been fulfilled. That ain't God. That's your tongue. That's your mouth. That is your mouth. That ain't God. You haven't seen the fruit that you desire to see because of your confessions. Your your new confession, be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. She didn't open her mouth. She didn't yield. The angel told her, do not yield. And she followed the instructions of what the angels told her. Are you following the instructions that the Holy Spirit is giving to you through your process? Because hmm. it'll keep you out of some ditches. It will, Ooh, that's good. <laughs> it'll keep you away from some detours. It'll keep you away from some detours. So what security measures are you putting in place? What security measures have you put in place so that the fulfillment of your promises can become tangible to you where you see it with your own eyes? I prophesy you will see it with your own eyes. You'll see it with your own eyes. So that's it, y'all. I just wanted to jump on here and encourage you real quick because, yeah, it hit me first. I just want to encourage you real quick and just to remind you that God is a promise keeper. He keeps his promises. So I thank you for tuning in. I will be dropping a new episode every Friday. A new episode will be released. Okay, so it won't be released this Friday because I'm dropping this episode on on this Wednesday. So you can expect to get another episode on next Friday. And so remember, I'm just here to strengthen your heart 
through faith, hope, and love. So we'll be here next week talking about all things faith, all things hope, all things love. So I thank you guys for joining in. If you want to follow us on Facebook, we're on Facebook at God the Promise Keeper. And we're also on Instagram at God the Promise Keeper. So follow me, share with a friend, give me some feedback. Let me know if y'all want me to talk about anything in particular. Let me know how you like the podcast. Give me some feedback on this episode or if it has blessed you. I pray that it has blessed you. If it has blessed you, please share it. So I look forward to being on this journey with y'all. And so until next time. I will talk with y'all on next week.